are here for a reason. This, 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 this news just in. We are your news now. Right on radio. For continuous coverage, the latest information, separate fact from opinion. Get the truth. Get the news. You're listening to Right On Radio.
blessings in the Lord, in the name of our Lord Jesus. Welcome to the Sunday show that probably was not supposed to happen, but by God's grace, we are here. And it happens to be the 400, or sorry, the 500th official episode. Now, I don't number our live shows on Podbean and things like that, so you know it's probably closer to 700. Uh, however, today is the 500th official episode, and it just happens to land on a Sunday reading God's Word, and I think that that is intentional. It is also Father's Day, so happy Father's Day to each one of you, but uh, to even all of the ladies, let's make this our Father's Day. Um, on Thursday, you might have noticed there was not a show. I did record a show, but there were a whole series of things that happened. It was like a perfect storm. And uh, so I'm going to be playing that on Tuesday. Uh, however, you know, I really f feel the Lord was behind all of this stuff. And with what's been coming out in the news the last few days, it's going to really solidify the things that I put forward on uh, episode 459, which will air on Tuesday. But the Lord has been really good. Uh, there were some technical problems. There was construction on the street and just all kinds of things happened. And it was going to be literally, you know, later next week that I would be back up and running. But by God's grace, he moved mountains. He really did. So I'm thankful to him. Praise the Lord. And uh, just as we get into this uh, really interesting chapter, it's a short chapter, only 16 verses. Um, it does talk a little bit about future tense from the time it was written, which I think uh, is talking about, uh, you know, from the early first century till now, uh, still very relevant. And also some instruction for us, which is always useful when the father of all wisdom gives you instruction, perhaps it's worthwhile to pay attention. I'm just going to open up with the Lord's Prayer. And normally I personalize it, as you know, I've done this many times on here. But I would like to uh, do my best to make it a group prayer. So if you'll join me, and even just where you are, just say it along with me. There's something about the audible voice. The Lord hears our thoughts, but the Lord hears our audible voice, and so does the second heavens. So, our Father, who is in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. And we will forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. 
Amen. And Lord, I just continue that prayer and I give you thanks for the opportunity to have this podcast. I give you thanks to this for just giving us this amazing community of believers, Lord, and even the non-believers who are coming in. Lord, you are a grandiose and great God. There are no words in our languages that can describe how truly great you are. And Father, as we read your word, I pray for a greater outpouring of your Holy Spirit into me and to everyone this year. I give the Holy Spirit full permission to speak through me for the utterance of God's word. And Lord, if there's any part of me that comes across that is not glorifying you, Lord, then I pray it falls off of the ears of those who hear and that only you get the glory on this day and every day. I pray for the health of everyone listening. I pray for your provision, Lord, and I pray for a greater amount of faith to be given to each one that is here, Lord, to truly know that you are a God who answers prayer and that our prayers are powerful because you, Lord Yeshua, are mighty. Amen. Reading from the word 1 Timothy chapter 4, and I'm uh, going to be reading from the New American Standard Bible. I go back and forth with the King James and the New American Standard. I really like the New American Standard. And uh, welcome to everyone on Rumble. And I see there's a few people on Facebook right now. Uh, welcome to you as well. Thank you for being here. Uh, if you are on Facebook and watch the show on Facebook, uh, I would certainly uh, recommend that you go to the link that you see on the screen and download the Podbean app, or at least uh, start put you know that website on Podbean as your favorites, because there's a lot of stuff that I cannot put on Facebook uh, going forward, and you're going to miss out on some of the richest material that uh, the Lord provides. And just a quick note, actually, before we get going uh, on the scripture, there's a lot of talk today. I don't want to mix news in, uh, but the last couple of days about the military in 27 states. Uh, is there something happening? I don't know. I hope so. <laughs> uh, some people are saying it's an annual training exercise uh, for the National Guard. We'll see. Uh, but... You know, the one thing that uh, comes to my mind is, you know, and I reported on it, that Trump gave that speech after his indictment, his arraignment, that the seal has now been broken and now he has permission uh, to go after and get these guys. So, man, I pray, Lord, let your justice come. Amen. starting in the first verse of the fourth chapter. But the Spirit explicitly says that in latter times, some will fall away from the faith, paying attention to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons. 
by means of the hypocrisy of liars seared in their own conscience as with a branding iron. Who forbid marriage and advocate abstaining from foods which God has created to be gratefully shared in by those who believe and know the truth. For everything created by God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with gratitude. For it is sanctified by means of the word of God and prayer. In pointing out these things to the brothers and sisters, you will be a good servant of Christ Jesus, constantly nourished on the words of the faith and of the good doctrine which you have been following. But stay away from worthless stories that are typical of old women. Rather, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. For bodily training is just slightly beneficial, but godliness is beneficial for all things since it holds the promise for the present life and also for the life to come. It is a trustworthy statement deserving full acceptance. For it is for this we labor and strive because we have set our hope on the living God who is the Savior of all mankind, especially of believers. Prescribe and teach these things. Let no one look down on your youthfulness, but rather in speech conduct love, faith, and purity. Show yourself an example of those who believe. Until I come, give your attention to the public reading, to exhortation and teaching. Do not neglect the spiritual gift within you, which was granted to you through the words of prophecy with the laying on of hands by the council of elders. Take pains with these things, be absorbed in them, so that your progress will be evident to all. Pay close attention to yourself, to the teaching. Persevere in these things, for as you do this, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. God bless the reading of that word. So there's a lot in this. I'm going to try to keep this uh, fairly short uh, because I think the words are really quite straightforward and I don't need to teach too much on top of these, but there are some very strong points that I believe the Lord wants you to see. And, uh, and as it says in verse 15, to really uh, 
reside inside of you. So Paul, writing this letter to Timothy, starts out with somewhat of a prophecy here. Uh, says, in pointing out these things to the brothers and sisters, you will be a good servant of Christ, constantly nourished on the words of the faith and of the good doctrine which you have been following. So Paul is writing to Timothy, but I constantly want to point out Paul might be writing to Timothy, but God wrote this letter to you. And I know as you get into the later verses in this, it's talking to its instructions for a pastor. But you are called to be a pastor in some kinds. You're all called to disciple people. You're called to teach you're called to explain. So, and when you do, listen to this. If you do those things, you will be constantly nourished on the words of faith and of the good doctrine. In other words, God's word will be sufficient in your life. It will be plentiful. And if you do these things, if you follow these instructions, God's going to gift you with his nourishment. Is there anything better in this world? I say no. Oh, oh my goodness, sorry. I started off in six, <laughs> verse six, my mistake. So I won't have to repeat that. Um, verse one, <laughs> thank you, Lord. <clears throat> but the spirit explicitly says that in latter times, some will fall away from the faith. So it does not say in the end days. It says latter times. So latter times from, you know, this is written in the very first century. It's times to follow from that time. And, and I'm going to suggest to you uh, right up till today and uh, probably even more exaggerated today, but there's going to be some very key historical references that we can make here, and they're very easy. So there will be a falling away from the faith because people are paying attention to deceitful spirits, second heaven, and teachings of demons. Now, we know that even, you know, going back to the Garden of Eden, Eve and Adam, by default, listened to the teachings 
and the doctrine of a demon. Now, in this case, it was the dragon himself saying these things in person. But we know that if a demon is standing up and teaching, like a you know, physical manifest demon, uh, people aren't going to sit there. Uh, normal people will not sit there and listen. So demons whisper to people, and it, this is going to be pointed out here. And people are teaching the doctrines of demons. It's more, it's in the church. I'm going to make an audacious statement here. Maybe I'm slanted because of what I've been looking at lately. But I would say that it's more prevalent in the church than the teaching of the true doctrine. How many churches, you know, that typically will meet on a Sunday morning will go through verse by verse, put God up high, that's preaching, you know, standing on your soapbox and exhorting God, but at the same time, that's a preach, then a teach is what does this word mean? Many churches, a preach without a teach is just a showcase of the preacher. Oh, did you hear that? Oh, when they're polished and they come up with this clever little message and they pull scriptures from here and here and here and it proves their one little point. And oh, it was so brilliant, Pastor, Reverend, Bishop. But did they teach anything? Or did they make themselves look brilliant and get you to donate? Let's just call it what it is, folks teachings of demons by means of the hypocrisy of liars seared in their own conscience with the branding iron. Ooh. Do you see the detail in which Paul speaks this out? Look, I could name a ton of names here. I'm not going to, but you know. Let's say all these ones on YouTube who give prophecies, you know, every third day or every conference, they don't even realize they're lying anymore. In my opinion, this is an example of a seared conscience. They just bought into the money aspect, perhaps, the fame of it, perhaps. But do they really teach God's word or do they sell you hopium? You know who I'm talking about. And honestly, God say, God's saying here, these people, they don't even know it anymore because their conscience is seared. You know because you have a conscience. I have a conscience. I could not sit here and say, thus saith the Lord and military's in control. There's going to be a lockdown tomorrow. You know, thus saith the Lord. And then when it doesn't happen, oh, 
the God said there wasn't enough people awake yet. So it's your fault that the prophecy didn't happen. How many people, how many of these false preachers are doing this right now? They've done it over and over and over and over. There's one I'm going to call out strongly soon as it's gotten under my skin and I just need to call them out. Verse three, who forbid marriage and advocate abstaining from foods which God has created to be gratefully shared in those who believe and know the truth. So two points here. Who forbid marriage? Well, hold on. I don't remember any of these preachers talking about forbidding marriage. You might be thinking to yourself. You know what the first example is that comes to my mind? The Catholic Church. Do they forbid marriage for their priests? Did where in God's word does it say to be a preach to be a priest or a preacher you cannot be married? That's the doctrine of demons, folks. And then with all cruelty, you know, they, they make these people abstain and then go sit in a confession booth and listen to people's dirtiest secrets. How cruel and unusual is this punishment? And we know it gets much worse. I don't need to go down that iron, down that, uh, down that path. But also abstaining from foods, which God has created. And throughout the centuries, there's been many monks and many uh, priesthoods. And, and even in modern time, and I mean in the last hundred years, when, when I was doing the series on, you know, the mass deception in the church and these cults, how they were forming these communities and they were starving their people. No, you have to abstain from it uh, to serve God, they would say. And I'll tell you, I'm sure this is still happening. It's not on the front page of the paper because there's these little cults, there's these little sects. And all it is is the uh, cult leader who takes in all these people's wealth. They have to give all their wealth over into the community. The cult leader takes charge of it and then starves out his people. So he doesn't want to spend their money. He wants to keep it for himself. This is still going on. But also, um, there's fundamentalists right now that talk about you cannot eat this because of the Old Testament. You can't eat this. You can't eat that. And I'm just going to, to my daughter, I love you. <laughs> so, my daughter and I, uh, my daughter has abs abstains from eating pork, her and her husband. And at first I'm telling her, you're a fundamentalist. God has cleared this. And I, here's the scriptures and everything else. But you know what? Uh, God bless her and the amount of wisdom she has for a young lady. She says, you know, maybe the reason that God centered out pork in the Old Testament was, you know, perhaps it's an unclean animal, and I'd say it is. But did you know, physically, it takes like days and days, I think it's five days to digest pork. 
where other foods can digest in 24 hours. So it's really not that good for you. And based on that, I think that's a very reasonable. Uh, just look at look, God says it wasn't the best food for me, so I'm not going to eat it. So that's not being a fundamentalist. That's just being practical and healthy. But all these things, uh, for everything created by God is good. And nothing is to be rejected if it is received with gratitude. Now listen to this. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Remember, give us this day our daily bread. You want to have communion with God? Just say grace. Just say grace. Now, um, there is something special about just doing a dedicated communion. I'm not taking away from that. But I, I, I believe that when I say my prayer for my food, I'm giving thanks. I'm actually having communion with God. And of course, I'm already acknowledging that his body was broken. I don't have to say those words every time I uh, go to pray for my food. You don't have to. The fact that we're born again, we've already acknowledged all those things. We're just given gratitude. And it's that's what it says right here. If it is received with gratitude, for it is sanctified by the means of the word of God and prayer. So it's a two-step program. God did his part. Do yours. Give thanks. And I already did verse 6, but you'll be nourished by the words of faith and of good doctrine which you have been following. Verse 7. But stay away from worthless stories that are typical of old women. <laughs> um. Boy, I, I don't want to really touch on that one. <laughs> <clears throat> Pay attention to what's important. <clears throat> Stay away from gossip. Worthless stories, rumors, speculation. Look, can we have speculation and stuff like that? Yeah. But I'd say rumors, talking about other people. Rather than doing that, this is instruction from the Lord. Remember, Paul wrote this to Timothy. God wrote it to you. Rather, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. Straightforward. Verse 8. For bodily training is just slightly beneficial. <laughs> so going to the gym, just slightly beneficial. And listen, going to the gym, working out, exercising is good for you and you should do it because your brain comes more alive. There's all kinds of good things. I, mean, look, I don't exercise enough myself. Plan on getting back to it one of these days. 
but it's slightly beneficial. And let me just give, because that it answers that and it's not to diminish exercise by any way. It says, but so you have to remember, so rather discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. Uh, uh, sorry, but stay away from worthless stories. Typical rather discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness for bodily training is just slightly beneficial, but, and whenever you see the word, but it means, you know, put that aside. Now listen to this. So put aside the bodily training is slightly beneficial and listen to this. But godliness is beneficial for all things since it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. So when he's saying exercise is slightly beneficial, well, when you consider how many years we have here in life, in in this this present life, it's pretty slight compared to eternity, isn't it? So how many hours do you spend in the gym versus how many hours do you spend practicing becoming godly, becoming more Christ-like? Because that carries on into eternity. Yes, there is treasure in heaven, and there are some things you bring from this world, from this life, into heaven. And one of those ones is the more you become like Jesus. And look, there's lots of verses in in the Bible that tell you about the next life, the thousand years and, and beyond, somewhat beyond that. And you will have jobs, you will have tasks. How trustworthy are you to get a bigger task or are you going to be the one serving the ba- at the banquet table? Look, be thankful you're at the banquet table, but you probably want to have a seat rather than doing the service. Just saying. It is a trustworthy statement deserving full acceptance. For it is for this we labor and strive because we have set our hope on the living God, who is the Savior of all mankind, especially of believers. How can God be the Savior of all mankind? but especially for believers. How does that make sense? Well, let me tell you what I think. Jesus, this could be easily proved, died for the sins of all mankind. Simple. For everybody. There's nobody that is off the table in this world, no matter what you have done or what they have done. Salvation is there for them. And maybe they get it in their last breath, but especially for believers. Why? Because you start living kingdom life as soon as you were born again. You were transferred out of this world and into his kingdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Isn't this good? Can I get a thumbs up on the video, people? Maybe even a share if you think the word is worth it. Verse 11. Prescribe and teach these things. Let no one look down on your youthfulness, but rather in speech conduct. This is instruction. Conduct love, faith, purity, and show yourself an example of those who believe. Listen, I'm not the greatest example. Anyone who knows me in person, man, I'm, I'm, I'm a sinner. <laughs> I fall way short of the mark. But I sin way less than I used to. And people who know me have seen an improvement in my life. Look, you can't wait until you're perfect to start giving the word. <laughs> you, you know, think about it. If, if who would be who would be able to preach? So don't put me on high. And I know you don't because you guys have been, most of you have been with me for a long enough time to know what a flawed man I am. And I know how flawed many of you are because I've talked to a lot of you. Then Paul says in verse 13, until I come, give your attention to the public reading, to exhortation, and to teaching. Now that's Paul talking to Timothy. What is God saying to you? Until I come, give your attention to the public reading and exhortation, lifting God up, preaching the good news, and teaching. You cannot just preach. You must teach as well. You must. Again, if you just preach, it's a showcase to you. No matter how many times you say glory, hallelujah, amen, you must teach in combination. And this isn't just for pastors. This is to you, and Jesus is saying, until I come, do this. So what's in public? Could it be with your family? Could it be with your friend, even your secular friend? You know, you could approach your secular friend and say, you know what? I know you're not a believer, but, you know, the Proverbs in the Bible is the wisdom of God, and whether you believe in God or not. These are the word, the most wise words written. Can I just share one sentence with you? What secular person would say no? You could say that to a Muslim. You could say that to a Buddhist. Can I just share one sentence of wisdom from my Bible? 
would that be a public reading? And maybe you could say, and this is what it means. Wow. Was that life changing? Oh, God is good. Paul continues to Timothy, do not neglect the spiritual gift within you. God says to you, do not neglect the spiritual gift within you. But I don't know what my gift is, some of you might say. Well, first of all, you have the greatest gift, which is God himself living in you. So don't make this dependent on your own flesh and intellect. Sometimes you just got to step out in faith and God will give you the words if you have the right intention. It's true. Which was granted to you through the words of prophecy, and it was granted to you through the words of prophecy. Again, Paul speaking to Timothy, but God speaking to you. And with the laying on of hands by the council of elders. But you you might think, but I, I didn't have the laying on of hands and I wasn't sent out like Timothy was here. It's okay. Let me ask you a question. Were you baptized? Was there a laying on of hands, you know, dunking you in the water? Was there a prophecy over you? That you will be new, risen off, you know, coming out. It's like a rebirth. Even though you're already born again, it's symbolic. Maybe even just at the time you were born again, someone might have put their hand on your shoulder and told you the good news and prophesied over you. I'll bet you each one of you who was born again has had this. Verse 15, take pains with these things, be absorbed in them so that your progress will be evident to all. Be absorbed. Meditate on the word. Don't rush through it. Let it absorb into you. And when you do that, your progress will be evident to all. You know, if you wake up and you read scripture one day and then you don't the next day, I'll bet you your fruit is evident to those around you. Just a thought. The difference. And I know many of you have seen me grow. There's been multiple stages where I've grown on this journey. Uh, One of them in particular was when I did the new goggles series. God really touched me through that. And then, you know, when we were in the book of Jude, something happened again. There's things and, and I've grown substantially before your eyes. I hope it's been evident. I'm confident it has been. And verse 16, play, pay close attention to yourself and to the teaching. 
So make sure that you're doing your best to abide by these words and by the teaching of the Holy Spirit and God's word. Persevere in these things. It's not easy to walk with Christ in this world. This is not his kingdom, folks. He owns it, but he's leased it out, for lack of a better word, better word, to Satan. This is Satan's kingdom. Satan has leased this world, and his lease is just about up, folks. So pay attention to yourself and to the teaching. Persevere in these things, for as you do this, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. Okay, you don't save yourself. We're not talking, when Paul's saying this, I'm confident He's not talking about salvation. You see, if you don't adhere to the word of God, there's consequences. If God says, listen, if you do this, it's bad. And, and I, you know what, just a, an example that came to my mind, there was a, a couple who became deacons in a church that I went to. And they were good servants. They loved God. And they had, it was shortly after becoming deacons and they were approved and everyone approved of them. And they, for good reason, they were good people and they wanted to serve. But you know, when you, when you step up to serve, that's when the enemy comes, really comes at you and not everyone passes the test folks. The gentleman, who I really think is a great guy, um, don't respect his choices, but he's a great guy, and I would still be friends with him if he was close. Um, he, shortly after becoming a deacon, fell into homosexuality. His marriage fell apart. They had to be publicly... With that, they didn't expose them in the church, but they were removed as deacons, and the explanation wasn't given publicly, and it didn't need to be. I, I think the pastor did a good job there. But I look at the consequence of what has happened in this man's life, and everything was going so good for them. And now, you know, if you look on Facebook or something like that, he kind of posts happy pictures, but you can see it. There's misery. It's a trap. And if he had just persevered through those temptations, like his life will never be the same. It will never be as good as it was going to be. It will never be, unless he repents, of course, and turns back, um, which I pray he does. But I think that's what Paul means, save yourself. Save yourself from all the consequences of going away from God's instruction in your life. And it can save those who hear you and your testimony. I'm adding that. You know what? If Paul... I, I love that Paul does economy of words. 
<clears throat> which is something I actually practice. Many of you might disagree with that, but I say a lot in very little words. I just have a lot to say, so a lot of words come out. But in the next little while, I'm going to be launching a new platform for us. And there's going to be some teachings that I'm going to put on there. Um, one of them, just when reading this, I was inspired. I have a communications course that I took years ago, and I've been given permission by the creator of that course to teach it. And when I am right after it, I saw immediate results in my life, just speaking better, more effectively being heard. And this is something I would like to add onto this platform eventually. And it would have to be done live, I think, but I would like to do a communications course. And quite honestly, if you want to get a raise, you want to go up in a position in your, uh, your work or something like that, this is the best way to get those things done quickly, other than prayer, but of your own effort, improving the way you communicate. Uh, it's it's actually a brilliant, brilliant course, and I'll be adding that eventually to this new platform. Keep in mind that it's coming. I want you guys to prepare, and as many of you come over, it will be very, very rich. There's not going to be a charge. There's going to be no trolls. Uh, I'll do a, a program on it when we go to launch. So I hope that this has blessed you. And I do hope that each of you is blessed and you do honor uh, your fathers if they're still with you. And most of all, honor your God. Just looking at the comments here real quick. Well, there's quite a few. And thank you for that comment, Rodney, on Facebook. And, uh, the, yeah, so he's commenting the news that's bothering me is the, uh, UFO landing that just happened. Yeah. The video of it, um, look, they're, they're preparing for, if you, if you heard the show I did with Stan Deo a few weeks ago, now he, uh, he knows the plan and the the plan, one of the plans for the great deception at the end. Uh, and they have a different deception for every personality type, but one of them and one that will bring the world together is this uh, alien deception. So they're prepping people and getting people ready for it. And uh, the fallen angels have been with us a long time. So uh, that's who I believe these people are. Don't, listen to any of that palladian crap and all that that's that goes back to what it what verse was it here um paying attention to deceitful spirits and teaching of demons saying that they're from these other world worlds and stuff like that they're from other dimensions yeah but they're created by our god Well, thank you everyone for being here and uh, thank you for being with, with me on this journey and together we've accomplished so much 
there's been, well, I, I stopped counting at about 300 testimonies of salvation that have come from the reading of the word here on, uh, on right on radio. The most common testimony that I receive is that they're thankful, you know, be the Berean and it's it, many people have gotten back into their word and, and I know that I have the gift of encouragement uh, and one of the things I encourage everyone to do is to read God's word for yourself and not, not take it for granted uh, when someone else speaks it. And that's probably the most common. And quite honestly, when I, and I think to myself, and yes, I'm, I'm striving for that <laughs> treasure in heaven uh, as, as you should as well. Not that you should be only doing that. You want to do it for the right reasons, but if I stand in front of Jesus and Jesus says, Jeff, thousands of people turn to my word because of your testimony. Because of what you said, I'm right on radio. And if I do get to hear those words and followed by well done, good and faithful servant, that is what it's all about. Let's get some more people into the kingdom, folks. Let me just pray out. Ah, oh, uh, uh, and thank you, Aaron, on Facebook. It's actually probably closer to 700 episodes. I do not uh, count all the lives I do on Podbean and stuff, but... 500 official episodes. Let me just pray with you. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for this. Well, where I am, it's such a beautiful day. And no matter where people are anywhere in the world, it is a beautiful day because this is the day that the Lord has made. And I just pray for each and every one, no matter if it's uh, in the morning or in the evening, that Lord, in the next, you know, in the, just for the next day, and obviously beyond that, but the next day, will you make it noticeable how each one that's listening to this recording is a blessing in other people's lives? Will you make it noticeable, Lord, just to strengthen everyone's faith and to fill them with your joy? You know what? I have complete faith in the Lord that he is going to honor that prayer. Thank you, Lord. Well, until next time, remember, love your God, love your family, and I do love my family. Love your neighbor as yourself. and make a difference in your community.